Welcome to Pep Talk, a podcast from the Professional Edge Project. My name is JP Edgington, I'm the head coach and creator of the Professional Edge Project, and in this podcast, I'll be talking about how we can enhance our personal and professional effectiveness, how we can increase our mental resilience, how we can increase our calm, our composure, our confidence, our capacity and our capability, all for the benefit of our professional and our personal lives, since each has an impact on the other. If you like what you hear, I'd love to hear from you. It would be great if you could share it as well. But more importantly, more important than that, if something I cover resonates, then I urge you to take some action off the back of it. Even if it's something small, take some action off the back of it. Information is pointless without application. Thanks in advance. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy days to listen to this, but I really hope that you get some value, you get something that can actually make your lives a bit easier, give you some clarity on your day, give you some more confidence and allow you to go out there and and do what you do best. Let's go. Welcome to Pep Talk, episode one. Well, actually it's episode 22 or something. I did 21 episodes um, of this podcast for the people inside my coaching program that has just finished. And it went so well, I really enjoyed it. They got a lot of value, it seemed, or so they told me, that I wanted to get it out to a wider audience. This year is very much for me about helping more people. It's one of my main aims for the year is to be able to help more people. And this podcast will be a vehicle to be able to do that. So in today's episode, what I'd like to talk about is the cost of stress. Um, It's a term that we use probably a lot of us, at least weekly, if not daily. And inside uh, our workshops and inside the the online coaching programs uh, that I run, one of the things I'll look at is the various factors Um, situations, influences that can impede our personal effectiveness, that can affect, excuse me, our mental resilience, which will ultimately affect our relationships with our family or affect our ability to be professional. Okay, so we look at what can affect our professionalism, what can affect our personal effectiveness. And one of the biggest affecting factors is this wide term stress. And obviously stress uh, comes in many guises. Anxiety, overwhelm, self-doubt, negativity, procrastination, avoidance, um, imposter syndrome, uh, panic attacks, uh, and so on. And so I've experienced this firsthand and and I'll go into the costs to me personally of, of, of stress during a certain period of my life. Um, and what I've done now is, is shift focus a little bit um, inside the Professional Edge project. And so not all, but a good chunk of the work that we look at now is at reducing stress factors, at being able to manage stress, at being able to... Um, you know, deal with procrastination and overwhelm, 
through improved productivity by providing more clarity and calm to reduce kind of anxiety and shift perceptions and perspectives on a lot of things. A lot of our work is about uh, perspective shifts and about appropriate mental engagement. How we are engaged mentally, where our attention is, where our focus is, will determine how we feel and what we can or can't get done. I'm also a massive advocate and fan of the compound effect. Small things adding up, stacking up, and they are stacking up whether we are proactive or not. They'll either be stacking against us or they'll be stacking in our favour. Um, a knock in confidence will affect our calm. Our lack of calm will affect our productivity. Our lack of productivity will affect you know, um, our stress levels and our stress, you know, and it just keeps adding up and adding up and one thing will lead to another and lead to another. But equally, when you train and, and, and you practice being calm, because it's practicable and trainable, then you gain more mental clarity. From more mental clarity comes more confidence. From that confidence, you're then able to uh, increase your capacity to deal with tricky situations then you don't get as stressed or as anxious which means you can be more focused and productive and so on and so on and so what we look to do inside of here is create little pattern interrupts encourage or present different perspectives on things you know and you don't have to do anything inside of our uh, our workshops or our programs you just all I ask is that you, you come and have a look at this different perspective. You know, as if we're on opposite sides of the tables, all I'm asking you to do is come round to my side of the table and have a look at, you know, what is on the table from my perspective or these other different perspectives. You can always go back round and sit back on your side of the table afterwards. Um, but often we think that there is no other perspective. There is no other view. There is no other way. It is what it is. Um, and that's the kind of fun and exciting bit of this work is once people do get to see those different perspectives they will see that there are um, uh, other ways of looking at things other ways to engage our minds and engage our focus and you can change how you feel and you can change um, the labels we attach to certain situations very effectively and very quickly um, but anyway, let's get into today <clears throat> the cost of stress and these various forms of stress that I've talked about. So, a little story. Back, ooh, let's think, 2009 into 2010, I had just uh, had an amazing nine-day training course um, for a qualification I'd wanted for, God, more than a decade. And was really looking forward to getting some consolidation done and then getting back for the assessment. Uh, the training course was amazing, one of the best nine days uh, that I've ever attended. The business during that period doubled in income. I was able to facilitate and create unique events, uh, help charities uh, create really cool events, raise money and, and kind of overcome various challenges we used venues for the first time um, which took obviously a lot of work there was a huge variety of, of the work that we were doing um, 
So really, I was able to use all of my unique abilities and being able to find effective and efficient solutions to allow people to um, achieve what they wanted to achieve, and it was great. But all during that period, you know, there was an increase in workload, an increase in demands on me. And for a period, I was able to meet that and deliver. But what I wasn't doing, I now realize, was I wasn't taking care of my capacity, my calm and my composure. I wasn't looking after me enough. I was very good at looking after my staff and rewarding them and making sure that they were all uh, good and groovy and had what they needed. Um, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And as a result, my capacity and capability reduced. And, and I could sustain it for a while. My resilience was, was, was pretty strong for a while. But I ended up, I suppose, what you would call burnt out. And my knee-jerk reaction to that was to reduce, remove, or run away, if you like, from things that cause me, you know, quote-unquote, stress. And I'm sure that either you've seen this in other people, or maybe you've even you've done it yourself, you go... Well, if I stop doing that, it will just be less stressful. If I get a different job, it will just be less stressful. If I do less hours, it will be less stressful. If I have less responsibility, it will be less stressful. And for a period, it works, doesn't it? It feels fine. You feel less stressed. Um, but then the issue comes that your capacity then shortly after shrinks as well. And then you end up with the same narrative. Oh, I don't now. Now I'm really stressed in this job and now even though I've got less responsibility I'm still stressed. And so you look to remove more things or run away from more things. See less people, do less stuff and then your capacity shrinks again. And you get to the point and tell me if, you, you know, if you've ever felt like this or you know anybody that's like this where they get triggered, annoyed, frustrated by virtually inconsequential nothingness. They lose their calm and cool just because the traffic lights have turned red. They lose sleep and are really anxious over, you know, what somebody might have said or think about them in the school playground. The fact that you don't know actually what they said or what they're thinking and it's none of your business anyway, but that people are losing sleep over it. You know, they aren't able to... Um, be productive in their workplace and it's causing them to lose sleep at night you know all of these things and then so what they do is they they look to go off on stress and unless you do something during that period where you are away from the stress you've gone off work on you know for stress reasons unless you do something during that period to increase your capacity to deal with stress this is the key thing. Rather than just running away, you need to increase your capacity to deal with it rather than just trying to remove. And then that can be in terms of reframing how you view things. It could be being more productive. Because we often think that or perceive stress as being something that just happens to us, that we have no control over it. But that's not always the case. And that's the thing that I've come to learn. And that's been a real game changer for me. Because during that period of time, after this, you know, things were flying, I was really successful, um, you know, everything was going well, but then I got burnt out. Instead of being able to deal with, you know, multiple um, 
events going on at the same time, being really creative, working really long hours, but loving it. You know, I found myself unable to focus at all, constantly worried about various things, anxious constantly, you know, removing myself from activities and hobbies and even ways of life. Okay, I trained in the martial arts for ever since I was like 17, for like two decades. But then I was removing myself from something that defined me. I was a climber. I was a martial arts instructor and a martial artist. These two things weren't just hobbies. They were ways of life. They defined who I was. But I removed myself from them because they were easy things to take off the list to reduce the amount of things I had to think about, to reduce stress. Crazy. And if you can imagine if I remove myself from these things, what's the effect going to be? If I remove myself from the very activities or the, the very things that defined who I was and gave me purpose, you can imagine what effect that's going to have. You start getting into this downward spiral of, oh God, you know, I'm not capable of this, I can't do that, you know, and because I kept reducing, I stopped taking on as many jobs at work and I stopped chase, taking on, um, you know, uh, any social engagements, you know, wasted a lot of time and procrastination. Everything took twice, three times as long than it normally would do because I'd just be worried and anxious and it would be very difficult. And so then your professionalism gets knocked because people are constantly waiting for you for stuff and you're faffing around and then you throw it in last minute. And you can just see how this downward spiral, this compound effect starts chipping away. All because I did not take care of my capacity. As my workload and demand on me increased, I did not increase and improve the care and attention that I gave to myself. I should have done more martial arts training and more climbing, not less. And that's what's quite interesting. Now, at the end of that, I ended up being in a, in a not great place. As you can imagine, I've, I've removed myself from things that meant a lot to me. I removed myself from people. Um, that meant a lot for me and then the work that gave me a lot of purpose and a lot of drive I removed myself from that as well which then adds money worries and then you know and so on and so on down we go in a in a downward spiral but it was only when I happened across you know a previous coach of mine um, and something that he put online and then also I, I attended a friend's funeral who was two years younger than me. Um, so these couple of things happened within a few months of each other that I had my own little perspective shift. And then I realised a few things and then set about changing the way that I viewed things, started making small steps to shifting um, what I did on a day-to-day -day basis, stacking things in my favour rather than just leaving them to chance. Because if you look at it, the real cost of stress, well, there are many costs. Our health, for example, <coughs> excuse me. You know, when we're in a heightened level of stress um, and adrenaline and cortisol, you know, which are useful um, chemicals to have in our body in limited amounts for limited times, uh, they stay in our bodies for longer periods. You know, we're constantly connected and constantly bombarded with 
you know, how we <laughs> should be and how we don't match up to other people. Social media is a nightmare where we compare our real lives with somebody else's projected and fantasy life that they stick on Facebook. Um, we are bombarded with negative news headlines. You know, we're connected 24-7 now. And all of this adds up a negative compound effect. But being able to take back ownership and responsibility for how we feel, rather than just, it's stressful, it's just the way it is, it's just the way I am. No. By creating some perspective shifts, by by taking some proactive um, steps, small ones consistently, things can change and they can change quite dramatically in the opposite direction. The cost of stress being things like uh, negative effects on our health, uh, damaging the relationships with the ones we care about the most, yeah? removing ourselves from things that we care about or that defined us, the effects on our work and our business, which then affects our income, which then affects our relationships, these things. But the thing that I came to realise one of the key costs is perhaps one of the most important commodities that we've got, and that is time. During that period when I, I dropped and I reduced my capacity and I didn't do much, you know, I ended up being supported, thankfully, by my wife. But I lost so much time, not just in procrastinating over projects that needed to do, but just bimbling around like in a fog. Days, weeks would go past and nothing would be achieved, nothing would be moved forward, I wouldn't be doing anything, just bimbling. And that's the stuff you can't get back. You can always make more money, you can always go back and you know, reconnect with friends, I can go back and start training, I can go back and go climbing, but I can't get the time that was lost. So the point of this podcast, the point of the Professional Edge Project is to help people, really, who are in a similar situation or who suffer from you know, panic attacks or anxiety or stress or overwhelm or a lack of clarity or a lack of confidence. Because over the last few years, I have turned things around massively and have acquired a whole bunch of different tools and techniques and strategies that are effective and efficient because that's what I like um, and my entire adult life has been spent helping other people to grow and achieve whether that's in the martial arts whether that's in climbing whether that's within their businesses whether that's charities aiming to improve income or improve donor experience and finding efficient and effective ways to do so and now over the last two three or so years I've been working on ways in which I can help people with stress and anxiety and overwhelm for the benefit both of their professional lives but also their personal lives because the, the two aren't separate you know your personal effectiveness will affect your professionalism how you are in your professional lives will affect your personal lives so that's basically what the the, the costs for me were of stress and I like I say I've turned that around now um, 
and I've got a whole bunch of very cool and very effective stuff to share. And I would massively appreciate your help if you know anybody who is, is you know, experiencing any of the things that I've just talked about and you can share this podcast with them, do so. That'd be awesome. There's nothing to sell inside this podcast. You know, get involved, listen and take some action off the back of whatever we cover inside this stuff. So this podcast is going to be particularly long. We're near 20 minutes. Most others will be quite short. Okay. But this long one and this first one is quite an important one just to kind of um, give you a bit of an intro as to where I am, who I am, where I've come from and where I'm going. If it's useful, share it up. Um, If something's resonated, do something off the back of it. If you've got a question, just get in touch. Yep, just get in touch. It'd be great to hear from you. Uh, Right, let's get on. Thanks for your time and I'll catch you later.